Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of the Pro Gems podcast. And with me today, wow, first of all, I need to say it's 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 scary. I was planning to do it like once a month and now we are on 12th episode after six months. It's great. And today with me to celebrate this is none other again than Sandre. How are you, Sandre? Hi, I'm back. I, I love being back to talk about all the random stuff happening in Puro Indies. And... This month has been a great month for uh, the Puro in this, so I can't wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like so, so much that I low-key forgot before I like always, I always write this down. Okay, what was happening? And when I checked it near the end of the month, it was like, oh, that was this month. And I noticed this month was like one of the best months of the entire year for the Puro Indies. And there's more, pretty much more to come that we have not even been able to see it, which is cool. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, how are you today? So first of all, I want you to plug all the things that you can plug because I know you have a lot of projects in the making and already yeah. out there that people should check out. Yeah, of course. I am the host of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. Uh, we covered DDT and Dragon Gate. And uh, actually, earlier this week, we had an interview with Ashman from DDT, who is their English translator and runs their English uh, account on Twitter. And also does commentary. He's actually going to be the commentary uh, commentary on uh, Ultimate Party next weekend. So I it was a fun... commentary too. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun recording with Ashman and I... It's always fun to get his insights on the promotion as someone that works with the promotion. Yeah, those are like always some some special episodes outside of the box. So if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out. And is it already announced? Or uh, well, I announced it on Twitter yesterday. Uh, <laughs> next week, uh, sometime next week, we are recording on the third of November uh, on Friday. But sometime next week, uh, a new show will be coming to the uh, Five Star Network YouTube channel and, and a YouTube exclusive that is partially, like, it, the idea for it came from this show because this show is monthly and uh, my new show is also going to be monthly because it's a promotion that doesn't do that much. Uh, like, they, to cover them weekly would be a very, very small, like, stuff to talk about. So we are doing it only monthly at the start of each month. Or as when the shows are out uh, from the last month. Uh, but yeah, me and Valke are starting up a new show called Actress Stage, which is a uh, podcast all about AWG Actress Girls. Uh, yeah, it's something that is missing a lot, in my opinion, in the coverage of Joshi Wrestling, especially. Actress yeah. Girls is a promotion that is really interesting, different from. Everyone else has their own style to present their wrestling, their own style to present their storytelling, and it's always cool to check out. Yeah, so, I mean, you you remember back to the Half Year Awards where I was like just talking about actors all the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that that's gonna it, that's why me and Valky are the perfect people to do this because we talk a lot about actors. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect to, to have 
people recording it and then putting it out for no, more people to get into it because it's heavily storytelling and people explaining it is always a good thing for the promotion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the first episode uh, we recorded yesterday and it was a lot of explanation of how what the promotion is and all that. And we also covered uh, uh, October Corkin on that show. So definitely look out for that next week. I will be plugging it on my Twitter and stuff like that. So. Yes. So, and I would start, I would think we would just start into it with the, with the typical program, with the promotion that created a ton of buzz this month for multiple reasons. It's, of course, the promotion, the main promotion we are covering here, Old Japan Pro Wrestling. They had a busy month, uh, a couple of handful shows where a lot of things happened, and I would say the first episode, or like on, on the on the first show we should talk about, is the Old Japan Rising and Army Memorial Series Day Two, from October the 9th in Kakuta Miyagi. One thousand six hundred eighty-seven fans for the hometown match of the Sido Brothers. Yeah. What does <laughs> it tell us about the Sido Brothers in a in a draw they are? <laughs> Well, this is also a very small city that like I don't I think only Old Japan have, has run this city this year. So and, <laughs> there, and it was really there's, there's a good chance it just ran it for the Cider Brothers. Yeah. yeah. I mean it makes sense. They were in the main event, they were crowned champions. It makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I'm... and the match the main match we are talking about here, of course, is the main event match. It was for the Old Japan World Tag Team Championships. The hometown heroes, Junrei Saito, defeated Ketubihara and Yumawagi in 37 minutes and 20 seconds. And before I go into the match, a um, little story. When this match happened, um, I think Sanjay DM'd me a screenshot of this of the result and the match <laughs> likes. It was like, there's no way I'm gonna watch this. And then yeah. the first people started to watch it. I started to watch it. And then Sanjay watched it too. And coming into this match, I thought, okay, the match is gonna be really long because forty nearly forty minutes are really long, especially for someone like Cider Brothers who I don't know if I have ever enjoyed a ten minute match of them, so thirty minutes <laughs> something else. But considering the crowd the way especially Kento and Yuma worked as, I wouldn't say heels, but as these dicks, it worked perfectly and made this match great. And I'm shocked by that. And it was a lifetime performance for the Cyberbrooks. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the day it happened. I looked on Cage Flash and I, I just wanted to see how, like, I wanted to see the result. I, I didn't really... I thought, the the, I thought the stats was like wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, I remember when I clicked on, on that and I looked down on the main event like, so 37 minutes. <laughs> I was like, no way. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not happening. Um and then people started like the uh almost all you DM'd me. I, I talked with uh uh I talked with uh, Strega from uh, Eastern Dairy. I talked with a lot of people who were saying, oh, no, it actually delivered. It actually was good. And I ended up watching it. And yeah, yeah, they, it was 
really great. Great. I I think a lot of that is due to Kento and Yuma being as great as they are, this, and yeah. not because of the side. <laughs> but like yes. this match would have not worked in any other city than in yeah. the city of the Ciders. To... Yeah, and I also don't think it would have uh, worked as well if it wasn't Yuma and Kento they were facing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, pretty much um, it was Kento and Yuma just, just playing the perfect dickheads, not only beating up the sign of protest. There was a situation, I think around like the 15-minute the, the mark or so, where Yuma uh, went up like like to the to the fans and, and took stole one of the cider towels and all of that. The, the crowd was one of the loudest he, he, crowds. He started eating a banner. <laughs> hmm? He started eating a banner also. Yeah, some, something like that. Some some weird shit. Um, it, it the the crowd was white hot for the ciders, uh, and I think it was the perfect way to switch the belt off the triple crown champion because the triple crown champion holding both belts. Just holds all Japan back in some form in producing more big matches. Yeah. So that was here perfectly done. The perfect way to end the title run, a great title run, in my opinion. Um, and now the Saitos defeated um, Kento Mihara and Yumawagi after Jun pinned Awagi with the crowd like jumping from the seats and being the happiest I've ever seen. Yeah. All Japan crowds are amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're so so into this promotion currently, and it it, it gives off a good vibe. Um, the Shinkiba shows, I think, I think the Shinkiba shows, where, where they draw yeah. like four hundred or so, like pretty much every show, and they're just white hot for every match. So it always the, the crowd is the rising, is, yeah, the rising Ayato uh, like anniversary show. Uh, earlier this month on the fourth, I think. Yeah, uh, had a great crowd that, uh, and in the main event when the uh, 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 Mao and the Rukia from DDT were trying, were trying to get DDT chance going, like the crowd was not letting that that happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like Mao was almost sad that no one wanted to cheer for the DDT guys <laughs> because they were facing Atsuki and Rising Ayato. Yeah, it, it was. It is crazy, and it elevates the elevates the show a lot. We have seen yeah. it countless other times. People talk about it on this podcast. So, how do you feel personally about the title change? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, as you said, they had to get the titles off Yuma and Kento because Yuma is the triple crown champion for now, uh, and they were also facing off in the triple crown match later in the month. And it it just makes sense. Uh, the Saitos, I I am starting to turn turn the turn the ship on them. So, like this match and the match they had later in the month on the Corkin was bo- both really good. Uh, this one in particular, of course. But I think the Saitos could could have a good run here. Maybe we'll see uh, how how they the opponents line up and stuff. But yeah, I. I definitely think that they could have something good there. The first opponents today were um, Takao Omori and Yoshitatsu, which is not a good lineup. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> but the next ones, I mean, I can just say they, they retained against them. The next ones, I think on the 5th 
Um, they have two shows in the fifth with with the afternoon main event being the Saitos versus Hakuto and Suzuki for the tag belts, which is a cool match. Hometown match for Hakuto Mori. So I could see them actually trying to, to just switch the belt back, but who knows? Like, switch the belts again, but I don't think so. And speaking of the tag teams, I would just throw in the, the, the tag league lineup now. Um, okay. Because it doesn't fit anything better than here. So, the real world tag league 2023 starting. The winner is challenging for the Old Japan tag belts. It's not known yet. But if I would guess, then it's either the 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 the, the sh- beginning, like the the Kurikan on on the third January third. Yes, that is when uh, Kento and Tokyo challenged this year, and they yeah, the normally last year. So. It's it's either that show or it's the um, Jesus, how's how's the the venue called? Uh, Yoyogi National Gymnasium. Um, oh yeah, yeah at the end like, of the year, it's it's yeah. one of those two venues. It's it's likely the second one because they have pretty much a main event for the first one locked in. But yeah, so yeah. the lineups the lineups is the follows. We have ten teams, one block, one block. The final, the, the first two tactics will advance to the final, and we have of course the champions, the Cider Bros, Kentemihara and Yuma Awagi. Yuma Ansan Ryuki Honda, who I think should win. Cyrus yeah. and Ryan Davidson. From Glade, Galeno Del Mal and Hayato Tomura. Hell yeah. That's the best Glade team they could get. Yes. <laughs> Tag team that won't take pinfalls, Wama and Hideki Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. Okay. Then we have the tag team I'm, you know, mixed about. We have Kuroshio, Tokyo, Japan, which is. Yep. Jiro, Jiro. <laughs> teaming yeah. together with Masao Hanabata. We have the All Asia Tag Team Champions, the newly crowned All Asia Tag Team Champions, Kikyo Sakaguchi and Hideki Okatani. Suchi Ishikawa and Just Tap Out's Ren Ayabe. And then we have X and Double X. Yeah. Just to go through, um, I think X and Double X is Nakajima and a partner. The thing is, the thing is, X and Double X are facing uh, Suwama and Hideki Suzuki on the first night. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I forgot about that. I, I, I now want it to be Nakajima. I'm sorry. I, I yeah. don't think it is. I, I just think he, he wins the belt and says no. Yeah. But I, I want mean, it to be Nakajima the Park. The notably absent member of the roster from this tournament is Hokuto Mori. Like because he is a heavyweight, he should be in this uh, tournament. And but he, he hates, doesn't. <laughs> and he hates the guts of of Kento and Yuma. Yeah, and he doesn't have any partner. Uh, I I I theorize that uh, it's o- Omori and uh, Kotsuhiko as as the X uh, team. But yeah, I I also can see uh, Katsu not doing the whole tournament. <laughs> um, it could it could be some random hacking that we don't see coming. Yeah, yeah, it can it can be someone random from the from outside. Um, I mean, it, it ten it, cozy. 
I, I could see it just being Hakuto and a partner and a random partner that's not Suzuki, yeah. and they just didn't announce it because Hakuto and Suzuki are channeling with the tag yeah. belts, and they want them to lose, and then Hakuto like like finds a new partner before they just join him. Something like yeah. that I could see happening. But yeah, it's it's weird that he's the one missing out. I yeah. could I could see it being Dan Tamura, but he's more of a junior. And I think he's he's in the uh, junior yeah. battle of glory though. So oh, Dan, um, we will find. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a great lineup. Actually, I I'm really looking forward to this tournament. For for an all Japan tag league tournament, you have yeah. three, four, five, six, seven, seven plus XX teams out of ten that you can watch yeah. which is a lot um yeah. there's no yoshitatsu in it no takao omori or some 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 bullshit rest yeah so you have the best you can they can offer and that's cool so and like even more eruption uh doing stuff with all japan okay i'm i'm good with that um yeah it, it, i hope it leads to all japan getting the belts back but i don't see it yeah uh since we're Talked about it here. Uh, they uh, eruption Hideki Okutani and Yuka Sakaguchi won the all Asia tag titles today. Uh, Yuka Sakaguchi, the whole reason why they challenged Burning for the all Asia titles was because Yuki wanted to hold the title that his father held, <laughs> which is really cool. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. That, that's one of the coolest things. Let me see. So, yeah, but we will see. There, there will be a lot of matches happening, and I'm hyped. I'm literally happy. Yeah. Then we move on to the Rising and Army Marauders series day three show on October 12th. That was the preview match for the Kento Mehara Awagi matches. Was Kento and Rising Ayato teaming together against the Awagi, so Atsuki and Yuma. That match went to a 30 minute time to draw. So if you hadn't had long matches in of, of all Japan, this enough, we had one more. Um, yeah. Now wait, it it was it was it or did Kento win? I I think Kento win like close to thirty minutes. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, the twenty nine minute mark. Yeah. Yeah. I so. I knew it. Yeah. Kent, Kento pinned Etsuki with the shutdown suplex in twenty nine minutes. So yeah. that that match was was really good as well. Um, they you know you just throw in the four of the most over people in the entire roster that just everyone loves and you will get out a good match considering their skill level so that was cool to see yeah for sure and of course it was the lead up to the match everyone has been talking about together with another match of course that we'll come to that later in the Pura Indies it was in the Karakin Hall on October 21st it was Yumawagi versus Kenta Mihara 1,340 fans. Good number for Kirikin Hall. Great number for them. The second biggest or the second best number for All Japan this year. The only better one was like 1,410 by um, Kento against uh, Yuji Nagata for the Tukuram belt. Mm. So you cannot complain about it. It was it was great. So the storyline coming into this was um, Yuma has lost every match against Kento Bihara, especially for the Triple Crown belt until uh, until the Champion Carnival earlier this year, where Yuma beat Kento for the first time ever. Um, pretty clean. But of course, 
the goal was always he needs to beat him in a trip crumb match. I think he was 0-3 in trip crumb matches against Kento. And this one was pretty much built up as to one, okay, he needs to win this match to make himself the Triple Crown champion in, in Old Japan right now. The guy, the top guy. Yeah. And this was the first time Yuma has gone into a match against against, against Kento as the reigning Triple Crown champion. And just like the other matches, these two just always deliver. Every single time, and it was like no difference here. Um, yeah. Notably, Kento came out with his old hairstyle and red rope, uh, red red rope, which looked awesome. Yeah, no, the, the they can't miss. I <laughs> I enjoy every single match they have against each other, and it's it's scary how good they are, how good chemistry they have. It's like yeah, it's like none of the matches are for me at least not top top matches of the year but they are like always always having matches that you can easily put into your top 25 matches of the year yeah without any like doubt they're all like yeah. that good and there was no difference here yeah and that for Yuma to be finally be able to pin, to pin Kanto in the triple crown match amazing An amazing finishing stretch here that the yeah. like I was kind of thinking that Kento was winning. Like that, I was yeah. on the edge of my seat during this match. It was yeah, it, one it of was, those kinds was, of matches. It was fantastic. It was built up as a typical Kento Mihara match that you know if you watch him. Um, Yuma destroyed him for the like first fifteen-ish minutes until Kento started this comeback, and then of course we went into the finishing finishing stretch. Um, that was incredible. We have multiple close near falls. Um, Kento kicked out of the full y Yuma, um, surprisingly, I thought that was it, kicked out of the shutdown suplex, which I don't know when the last time that happened. Yeah. So that was fantastic to see. And then, of course, the final moments we had, we had Yuma hitting the full for a second time to retain the, his championship for the four, fifth time in his like close to 100 day reign. And now he's cemented its the triple crown champion. Yeah, I uh, I think I stand by the like Yuma is having the best men's uh, title run in Puro right now. Um, wait, yeah, wait, wait a second. I need to pause the the the, the podcast real quick. My uh, something is ringing the bell. Okay, I'm I'm sorry for the quick break, but yeah, let let's continue. Um. You said just said that the Yuma has reign is one of the best in, in, in Puro. Yes, uh, like every it feels like every match he deli he delivers, and he's also having great build up matches, which is a, a big part of a title reign is to have great build up matches also. Yeah. And like as you said earlier, like the the matches he has had uh, he had in the build up to this was awesome, and I I honestly think he is one of the best wrestlers of the year also like in that reign because because of all that so yeah uh yuma is having a hell of a year and kento is the wrestler of the year <laughs> so yeah it, and, i think all japan is in such good hands with these two leading the, the like charge almost yeah especially with with all the young guys to have as well as we will yeah. come to that so 
what I, of course, before we come to the obvious part to mention, um, this match pretty much cemented Yuma as a Triple Crown champion as a main eventer, because not many beats Kenta Mahara clean at a Triple Crown match. And coming into this match, I was kind of mixed if she should win or not, because, well, he's pretty much early into his first title reign, and the first title reign always, like, sets the course of a career. But with Yuma, I know he's going to be a multi-time Triple Crown champion. He's going to hold the belt, like, two or three times, at least. If yeah. not more. He's 20, 28, uh, won everything already. He's going to win way more. So it's going to be it's going to be one hell of a career. And that's why I will not be mad what's what is about to happen in this yeah. next defense. Because yeah. after the match, Kenji Mihara walked out of the ring. Um Yuma was celebrating and then a crowd started to erupt. And the camera goes over and there's Katsuhiko Nakajima making an appearance and he brought flowers since he thought Kenji Mihara would win this match and he wanted to challenge him. Yeah. One hell of a moment. One of the... I mean, it was low-key expected, but it was still one of the biggest shocks in wrestling. Oh, right yeah. I, that, like, shot where he walks over to Kento and, like, almost looks at him with, like, this disappointment. And I don't know what he said to him, but I, in my head, he said, you were supposed to win. <laughs> and... I, it's such an amazing moment when he throws the flowers in, in Kento's face. I love that post-match angle. Amazing stuff. Yes, it, it was it was fantastic. I, I expected him to go to New Japan, to be honest. Well, in the long run, uh, yeah. Oh, probably. yeah, he definitely is, but I just thought he's instantly yeah. going to New Japan. Yeah, so. oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm really happy that he's coming over for this run in all Japan. I hope hope it i hope it's a long one and not like a couple of months no i mean just a, a month and then he drops the title to kento uh at the at the yogi show but i am i am afraid that is what it is <laughs> I, I wish it was like no i don't know i never know with all japan because what if they have booked like budokan next month because they know they're gonna sell the tickets um we don't know of course how long he has signed but if they want to get in Nakajima to put over Kintimahara, then they should milk it. Yeah. Um, let Kenta lose like, once again. Uh, yeah. Or, I don't know if they should let him lose once again or like not, because of course they don't know drawing power of a third match is going to be compared to a second match. But if they have the chance to keep Nakajima in a long run, then they should should yeah. book a bigger venue post the uh, um, Champ Carnival and let him run for like six months yeah. with the belt. Yeah, I agree. Because, of course, to mention it really quick, um, du during the holiday party uh, of World Japan, where the, the president was, was like dressed as Luigi, Nakajima made an appearance and challenged Himawagi for the Trip Crown Championship on November 5th in Hokkaido really big match and another big big task for um for Yuma who has been 
a great triple crown champion. Yeah, it would be his um, sixth defense. I think the defense record is like eight, um, so he's coming close to that. And well, I think unlike the Kenta match, which was pretty much fifty-fifty for me, this is the first time you must defending the belt, and he's like not the favorite to win it. Yeah. And that makes this match entire really interesting because it will lead the entire, pretty much the entire end of the year and the next year for um, Old Japan, the beginning of the next year, because you have so many different directions. They can def def definitely do Nakajima versus Kenta without the belt. They can definitely do Nakajima versus Kenta with the belt. They can definitely do um, Yuma just beating both and s making himself the new ace. Yeah, it's I mean that would be that would be pretty big. <laughs> if if yeah, if Huma walks out of this as as like as the winner, then he's he's on on like he's he's the guy. <laughs> what Please. is what do you think is the chances that uh, Yuma and Katsu uh, on on Sunday goes to a sixty uh, sixty minutes draw? I could see it. Because uh, it, it is kind of down. a small place to have I could see this big humor in. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, that is almost one thing I see with this, uh, the matchup they have this uh, Sunday, that it's, it is in a, it's in Hokkaido. It's not in that, that huge of a, uh, uh, like, building, I think. Um, let me check. So, yeah, it's it's definitely not in like a show you would expect. No, it, it's not a big venue. Last time we waited, it drew 500. Yeah, so like they can easily do a double knockout or a 60 minute draw and then have a rematch in the in like Cork and uh, later in the month or something. Or Yokohama Budokan, as you said. Yeah, or Yo Yogi. They, they have like, like. Yeah, or Way to Yogi. Yeah. They have a tons of possibilities, and I'm interested in what they choose. I hope. I mean, it would be the low key, the most boring one. Yeah. Um, he would low key be the most. But the most, mo most boring one would be just that Kanto's just winning the belt at, at Yo Yogi. Yes, because that but would mean may, like a one month reign for Kelsey. It might be the most realistic one, considering. Yeah. Well, who knows what Nakajima's doing? Yeah, that's exactly what I what I think. Because I agree with you that in the end, he's gonna end up with New Japan. Or if, if it's not New Japan and he's signed with WWE. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, uh, moving on from the old Japan part, I would say we talk uh, about. Or yeah, I, I just want to mention something more. If All Japan had a great uh, month. Yeah, I thought this Korokin was a, a like. It, of course, the main event was the only like big noteworthy stuff, stuff to talk about there. But uh, I also thought it was a lot of fun uh, on the undercard. And I I really liked at the start of the month in uh, on the Chronicle C Jump Over Show. I really loved the semi-main event of that show, uh, Takuya Numura and Yuma Aoyagi versus Ayato Yoshida and Yuma Ansai. I 
love that match. It was really fun. Uh, one of the real hidden gems of uh, this month for me. Yes, that was great. Yeah, it was 100% great. Like all, all, Japan, all Japan in general is just. Yeah. It, it feels it feels like a fresh product because they, they're slotting in all those young guys and big spots, and it, it's always cool. Um, yeah, for sure. There's also a match I quickly want to mention on, on the 31st. It was a time lose draw between Riki Honda and Yuma Ansai and Kenshin Yuma. Um, Yumawagi, and it's it just a prime example of how over these young guys are. I think, like, like yeah. Yuki got chance over Kento and, and Yuma throughout the whole match, which is yeah. fantastic for him. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm still miss. Uh, I have only watched that uh, that main event from the Hokkaido shows that has have, yeah. have been going on this week. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of shows. Yeah, I think I think I think they have had like four shows in Hokkaido this week. <laughs> so I think the last four days had like four shows. Yeah, yeah. I think they have tomorrow one as well. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm definitely looking forward to all Japan uh, in November. I the real world tag league looks fun and yeah. the battle the of glory looks well. really uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So then we move on. I would say we, we jump on the match, well, pretty much everyone talked about. Yeah. For the whole time. Um, Fuminori Abe versus Takuya Nomura. From the, now I need to fight the full name. Um, from the, from the produced show, Kakuto, uh, I can't talk Japanese. <laughs> Forgive me. It's, we are fighting detectives in English. Yeah. Great show overall. Uh, quickly to the undercard, I think if there's any match I would recommend, then it's Hikaru Sato and y and Yashi against Ikuto Hidaka and Fanum Mas Fanum Saktoba. I I'm so bad at name pronouncing sometimes. Yeah. That was a cool match in the undercard. I really enjoyed uh, Daisuke Sukimoto, Yuki Ishikawa versus Daisuke Keda and Minoru Fujita. It was also a good match, but of course the focus was on Abe versus Nobara. Well, what can I say that hasn't been said on social media yet? Um, this was an all-time for me and maybe the best match I have covered. Yeah, yeah. On Pro Gems. Yeah, like this was uh, <laughs> this was such a, a good match that we talked about it for almost 30 minutes on Dramatic Green Dragons, a show about Dragon Gate and DDT. Like we had to divert that that week's episode, we had to diverge from DDT and Dragon Gate and just talk about that for a, a, a bit. Mm -hmm. I absolutely adore it. Uh, like th th this was, of course, a this whole show was a love letter to the battle arts uh, kind of style. And I know, I know that. Um, these two did more like comedy bits than a, a normal battle arts match would have. Like, like at one point, obviously, stuck his finger into the Murus path and all that. But it that is just the charm of the astronauts, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not gonna be for everyone. Um, yeah, but I think the people who listen to the podcast they have already seen this match and they haven't. It's on Wrestling Universe. Yeah, um, thank God. 
Like, I'm so happy that this was on Wrestle Universe and not on Nico Nico or like yeah. Twit. The quality was uh, great of the yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I, as I said on Dramatic Dream Dragons, that this this match is so real that people that aren't wrestling fans will and that are going into the match thinking like, oh, the wrestling is fake. It, it they don't hit each other for real. They don't do stuff like they don't really get hurt. And then they watch this match, and they will they will see like Nomura wins from uh, like really punching Abe, and they were like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> actually, actually, real uh, real fighting here." Yeah, that was like just two fans beating the lovely hell out of each other for like ninety minutes. It was like some of these elbows and and headbutts and punches were like. The stiffest thing I've seen in wrestling forever. Well, maybe yeah. since another astronauts match, but yeah, you know what? Um, what I found crazy was that, especially Abe being busted out, busted open the hard way because Nomura just shoot punched him multiple times. And I thought the finishing finishing stretch was like amazing. Yeah, it was a well worked match, uh, perfectly worked out till the end, laid out perfectly. You just know they have the best chemistry possible. You can have in wrestling, of course, tag team partners. So, unbelievable match. Nomura, in the end, lost to Abe via submission. Um, Only on their producer show could that happen. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like they, if, if they were doing the singles match in Big Japan, Nomura was, would 100% win. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, everywhere else, would he, he would win because yeah. Abe is a junior. Yeah. And I love was... it. Uh, astronauts forever. <laughs> yeah, 100%. People should check out more astronauts. So, do you have Are anything to add to the show? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Um, I liked I liked pretty much all of the undercard. I thought yeah. uh, nothing was like big standouts, like me, <laughs> of course. But yeah, the, the one the tag you mentioned was uh, definitely the other most standout on the undercard. And yeah, uh, I I'm I hope they bring back the bring back the Polish show next year. Like this. Oh, I hope so too. It, it draw well, I think. Nearly five hundred, I think four fifty was yeah. the number, right number. Draw away people from all Japan as well. Well can't complain there. I think they made a lot of money hopefully with it, and I hope we see it next year again. And whoever got this on Wrestle Universe, thank you so much. <laughs> And it was like the, the Abe Takagi thing we have earlier this yeah. year. Saw earlier this year, this led to this. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, moving on, I think. Or, yeah, I yeah, think sure. moving on. We can quickly talk about Big Japan. More astronauts. Yeah, More astronauts, <laughs> correct. Um, they had a show, I think it was, um, I think it was in, um, in, in uh, Hokkaido as well. Yes. We had three major title matches that we watched and quickly want to talk about. Uh, the first one is Astronauts defending the Big Japan Tekken titles against Hideki Suzuki and Hikaru Sato. And that match was some, was one for the sick house. Yeah. <laughs> Every Hikaru Sato matches, like serious Hikaru Sato matches, is one for the sick house. There was well-worked match that had a good dynamic and a good flow that peaked in the last few minutes. 
and man, what hell of a match it was. Yeah, and like when they they were when they were approaching the time limit, it you really felt the the, the tension and like desperation out of both teams. Uh, I loved that they treated it like astronauts barely survived Hideki. Uh, of course, it, it like when Hideki Suzuki is facing up against uh, Takua uh, and Abe, but especially Takua, you definitely see like the like mentorship uh, kind of thing going throughout the match, and it, it's because he of course trained him. And I, I really like that part of the, the match that Hideki is is acting like the like angry angry mentor almost, and uh, yeah, really really fun. You re this is another match where you really didn't feel the time, and when yeah. you were at the thirty mark, you were like, oh okay, this feels that felt like twenty minutes, but okay. <laughs> yeah, um, the the finishing phase was was fantastic, especially between Hideki and and. Nomura, you, you know that Hideki is not laying down, so it was kind of like, okay, we're waiting for time to draw. But this was like the first time in a tag team match, at least, that Suzuki and Nomura were presented as equals after years of just Suzuki beating down and beating Nomura in singles matches year after year. So that was cool to see. I hope we get a big singles match down the line where they maybe have like a 20 minute draw. Or one of them, or like Hideki lays down for Nomura because that would be cool. But realistically, it's the 20 minute draw. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool to see. But yeah. Uh, it was the defense number 10 for astronauts, I think. And they continue their 547 day reign, which is a lot. I think there's already the long training tag chance in history. No, they're not. Yeah. They're about to break the longest venue record in 50 days. I also uh, watch, uh, watched the match they had versus Daisuke Sakamoto and Kazuma Yoshida this month. So I technically technically count that as an October show, uh, match. And I really like that also. Uh, the, oh, the, the tag battle defense they had before this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So uh, I, I am really hyped on Astronauts. Uh, they are the clear tag team of the year. I think everyone agrees they, they on this. The, yeah, they're the tag team of the year for everyone who watched like more than five matches of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then moving on to the co-main event, and I think that was the match many were looking forward to as well. Um, a big match, especially in, in Big Japan. It was Yu Aoki defending his Big Japan World Strong Heavyweight title against Daisuke Sakimoto. Well, coming into this match, I think I talked with you about it on, on the Discord. Yes. Um, you were like, yeah, it's Daisuke Sakimoto. They, they might pick Japan here. I, I was very worried about that. <laughs> yeah. And I I agreed with you. I, I said it like a couple of times on the podcast that I have the fear they were big Japaning him. But after this match... I'm so sure they are so behind him that they want to push him till till at least the end of time. They need yeah. a new ace, and I think they found him. Yeah, I I agree here. Um, well, they need a new ace of the of the strong division. Yeah, I think the the, the match itself was very very good. I I have it almost reaching the four star level. Uh, yeah, and. 
I I I thought it was worked pretty well. Daisuke Sakamoto uh, got like he he didn't look uh, like too gassed, <laughs> even though at the towards the end he, he kind of felt a, a bit tired. Uh, they repeated uh, they repeated the spot uh, Yuuki got injured in in yeah. uh, last year, which I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and I, I I still remember when I watched that match and was like, oh fuck, that looked really bad. Yeah, and, like, um, yeah. Wait, which also but, of course the the spot that you're talking about it was the one that pretty much started the push of Yuuki because the yeah. injury led him having his story coming back in 2023, which led to the title win. Yeah, and now he's champion for like 180 days, so pretty much. It worked out yeah. for them. They were behind am... the young guy, and it's working out for them. Of course, uh, quickly talking about it, the next challenger is um, Katsumazu Yoshida, another young guy, just like three years into his career. Uh, the match happened on the 29th with Yuya winning. I don't know if the next challenge is announced yet, but I have not seen it. But speaking, like finishing up on on the Sekimoto match, that was the first time that Aoki beat Sekimoto. He, he had a good struggle. Um, it was close multiple times, but he was yeah. able to overcome Sekimoto and is pretty much now established as the star in the story. I think the one thing that holds this match be, uh, back for me is that I, I think I would be very into this if I had watched it live unspoiled uh, because I, as, I, as we, we said, I was worried about you keep losing the title here. And the first thing I sadly always want to check Big Japan result because before I watch the matches because I I don't want to be surprised by something. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, it's, and it's yeah, always like they, I, we never know when the matches get released because that one was yeah. like ten days later or something like that. So yeah, but uh, yeah. Really good match. I think one of the best of U- U.S. Uh, uh, title defenses. Of course, nowhere near the match he wanted in. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I would say it was the second or third. Uh, the first one was the Nakanoya one, and then the second is between Kamitani and Sekimoto. But yeah. yeah, the first one was Hama, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Hama. It was yeah. like like a cool roadblock match. Um, well, yeah. he has a great career. So I, I really want to watch the Kasuma, uh, the Yoshino match. Yeah, I'm interested. In this. This is I haven't gotten to it. Which has not, especially Big Japan. Yeah. And speaking of young talents in Big Japan, we had the Big Japan Deathmatch Heavyweight Title Main Event and that Ari Cage Light Tube Deathmatch. Yuki Ishikawa, pretty much the new young ace of the Deathmatch, Deathmatch part of the promotion, facing off against. Daichu Wakamatsu, 25 years old from 2AW. Three years of experience. Um, first big title shot, I think. Yeah. Great match. I think... I, I always, yeah. always I have always a problem with... Um, I have always a problem with, with, with Big Japan death matches to fully yeah. get into it. I think they're mostly just, just solid. I think that was one of the, one of the better ones. If not the yes. best of the year, yeah, I I think this is the best uh, big Japan that match of the year. I, of, from what I, I've 
I agree with you with that uh, big big defense deathmatch style. I haven't been that into. I've always preferred the freedoms one, uh, and even this month, I prefer the freedoms uh, title match uh, <laughs> between Torizagura and Taisuke Masoka compared to this. But I really like this match. I I I thought it was handled very well. Yuki Shikawa is someone that I'm really happy that they're finally behind like this. Because I remember back when I was watching uh, Big Japan during the pandemic, he was having a pretty good series with Isami Kodaka, which is one of the last few great things Isami Kodaka has done. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm really happy that they're behind Yuki Ishikawa. And I really liked uh, Wakamatsu in this match also. This was my first time watching him. Uh, so. I think, I think he just transitions into death matches this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's 2AW. That is one of the biggest, like, uh, what it's, what's it called? Like, I can't, I have, I don't focus on it. I don't. Yeah, yeah he, he definitely didn't do death matches forever. I think he just, yeah. he, either this year or like last year, I don't know. Yeah, it was a really good match and I thought they, they did well here. Um, right winner. Yeah, really behind you, Kishikawa. It's you know, the way you, how often we talk badly about Big Japan, especially like what I've done in the past, I think it's worth to talk talk about this year, how they are trying to focus more on the two young guys they have. Yeah. And it's cool to yeah. see, because they need it more than anyone else. It's going to take a while till it pays off, especially with the Deathmatch division. But I hope they can turn it around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and yeah. And match itself, like I was the finishing stretch where they both were like blooded, blooded as hell, and started doing like these brutal headbutts to each other. Amazing finishing stretch. I I really like the match. Definitely check it out. I, all three title matches on this show was definitely recommendable. Yeah. Um, speaking of, you know. The promotion that we are hating about a lot. Um, we, we're jumping off to Glade Grades, whatever they're called. We don't know to this day. <laughs> but we had the October 9th Carrigan Hall show with two interesting matches, in my opinion, that I've seen. Um, of course, the first one being Elinaman and Hayano Tomura facing off against the debuting SBK and Takuma. Just for the people who don't know, um, you're a Dragon Gate guy. Please explain him who SPK and Takuma Fujiwara are. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Um, SPK and Takuma Fujiwara uh, are two wrestlers that debuted this deck. Well, SPK debuted in 2019 alongside Jackie Funky Kame, and Takuma Fujiwara debuted in 2021, I think. Yeah, 2021 alongside Minovita and. Uh, Ishin Ihashi and someone else that I can't remember. Uh, Ishin's brother and Ryu Fuda. Uh, but yeah, they they are two very promising prospects in the in the Dragon system uh, or were uh, before they left uh, Dragon Gate. Uh, they got sent on excursion in 2022, right after Kobe World, um, and. They were kind of on the on the excursion in Mexico for for some time. Uh, Takuma Fujiwara came back uh, to have like a one-off 
short run in uh, November last year. Yeah. And then he left uh, back to Mexico again. And then around maybe like July, uh, June, maybe maybe even in May, the, it was announced that SPK and Takuma Fujiwara are have been fired from uh, Dragon Gate and are no longer associated with Dragon Gate. Uh, why was a big mystery that we haven't really gotten a reason to yet, but uh, it it is suspected that it has something to do with drugs uh, in Mexico. But we can we can know they they left and then they showed up here in Glade. Of course, the the rival promotion to Drangate, so it basically closed the door of them ever getting back to Drangate in the near future. Yeah, especially after after what happened. So it was yeah. the big debut, and they were presented as as like like big stars coming in, and they instantly like challenged half of the roster, and their opponents were Lindemann and Hayato Tomura, an unlikely duo teaming up to defend a Glade from the outsiders, and well, they did. Um, <laughs> I did not expect that. Uh, I, I, I mean, I respect it. Um, they did just so, but the this is, is such a Shima booking. <laughs> I, I'm just confused. So, just to say it, um, Lindemann pinned Takuma with the German suplex, I think. I think it was after a, a really good match. The match after itself a really was good match. Very it was good. great. Like, yeah. like, you know, SBK and Takuma are two of the greatest prospects. Yeah. Like Takuma Fujiwara was my 2022 Rookie of the Year, and that was basically because of the four first months of the year, where he only did like, well, the thing is, like he left at the at the start of uh, halfway through the year, and after that, I di I didn't see that much of his Mexico run. But at the end of the year, he was still like a really high highly ranked member of the my rest of the year list. And well, they, you know. FPK Takuma, of course, we're fantastic here, using their style that is more lucha libre now than 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 than, than what it has been before. A lot of high flying, yeah. um, yeah, really lean uses, um, really intensive as well. The tempo, uh, the, the the pace was high. Yeah, SPK was like faster at some time than than Alinaman, um, and, and Alinaman is a really fast wrestler. Um, so it was cool to see. But in the end, of course, SPK and Takuma lost. Big shocker, in my opinion, because I think I, I thought <laughs> when they were coming in, okay, they're going to build them up, and then one of them yeah. is challenging T-Hawk and is losing. Yeah. Well, no, I guess not. Well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, they're go they're back in Mexico now. They, they haven't announced any more matches with them. I could see, I, I could see it just, that it's just, you know, they come in once every few months. Lose yeah. or would imagine it go again. Makes yeah. sense with the, with the schedule. It's it's a and I guess waste, and I guess if, if we see talents, it like but that, yes. if if we see it like that and they're not coming back anytime soon, then I can expect then I can accept the finish more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I mean I I don't really know what's going on in SPK and Takuma's head, uh, because I feel like they have left a position where they could get pretty far and are now just doing Lucha and, and now Glade on and off. Uh, but yeah, uh, they're still great wrestlers. This was definitely 
uh, a, a great match on this Corkin, and I I didn't really like the other matches I watched from this Corkin. So, yeah. Yes, speaking of, we had the main event for the Durex title. We had um, T-Hawk defending his Durex title against Suji Chikawa in a 19-minute match. 19-minute match. Well, I thought similar to the other T-Hawk problems, uh, T-Hawk title matches had similar problems. It was good, but something was missing. Can we, can we just me mention the finish where <laughs> Shuji Ichikawa kicked out on like 3.1? Yeah, like he uh... immediately like <laughs> it was like the 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 pure equivalent of Austin Aries like rolling out of the ring and flipping off the crowd in on the Bound for Glory show like a couple of years ago. <laughs> it it was so funny the finish there. <laughs> I felt it buried Theok so much. Um, and the match itself was weird. But, like, good in some parts, but bad in some other parts. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not high on the place right now. I'm very... No, it's, it's, it's tough. I think it, it's, it's like... Once the feeling was gone, it's just... I don't know. Something is missing my enjoyment of the show. So I'm just, just watching whatever... Sounds yeah. good and not entire shows again because some of them are like really rough to go through. Um, the main I thought, like I said, it was a good, good match, but but T Hog is like so under interesting right now as a champion. I think he's way better off as like a challenger or someone that, that wrestles in other promotions. I think he best his best performances this year were in old Japan by far, yeah. And sure. the Watanabe match, I thought that was good as well, but like, yeah. And the Koito Ishida match. That's it. That's oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Something something is just missing from me recently with him. I don't know if it's just that. Um, I don't know. I, I really can't tell. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was solid. This, I, I, again, this uh, this promotion has three other titles than the G-Rex title. Why weren't either of those two titles defended? I know why the, the tag titles weren't, because All Japan had a show this on Sports Day also. Like, they, the, this was the day the uh, Saito Brothers won the all eight, the, the world, world Champions in uh, All Japan, which we talked about earlier. But why wasn't Fujita Hayato here defending the UWF? Um, I don't think he knows it either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really weird. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, uh, have you seen uh, the the tag tournament block blocks? I, uh, the show was today, right? They they, they finished it off today. Yeah, they. I think they announced it. Uh, no, wait. I'm looking here at. Uh, they, yeah, the, they announced the it tournament. in October. Yeah, the tag so tournament. Today. I can run through it. I have I have it up here. It will be a number one, number one contendership tournament for uh, the Saitos. I think it it will be. Uh, yeah, it, 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 happened, it happened today. It happened today. So okay, it was Kasuma Sakamoto and Quiet Storm defeating uh, Tetsuya Itsuha and Yu Isuka, and then in the second semifinal it was Hartley Jackson, Keiichi Sato defeating Sumatanabe and Yuya uh, Susumu, and then in the final Kasuma Sakamoto and Quiet Storm won and are challenging 
this uh, like in November for the for the tag belts. <laughs> okay. Um, and also, of course, a big return. Um, Kaito Ishida, the first match for the Tokyo Dome Studio All Show got announced. It is Tai Kaito Ishida taking on Takahiro Yamamura, um, oh, also known as yeah. the Glade DJ. Yeah, also last... known as uh, a super rookie in, in Dragon Gate back in the day. Yeah, um, he, he's he's like like what I've seen is great. Um, it's yeah. gonna be his first match in four and a half years. Yeah, nobody knows how good of a shape he is. If like 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 um, how good of a shape he is, and nowadays at least, and how he will perform. But having him coming back is is cool to see after such a horrible injury in, in I... the match. Yes, he like he is what he back in 2017 he had a great run as a in in Dragon Gate. It, it is definitely recommendable to go and watch back to some of those matches. Uh, I am worried uh, because I don't think he I don't think he is healthy. I don't know. I feel like he he might. This might not be a long return, but we'll, we'll see. I, um, at least what, what I need to mention is um, the first time he took bumps against was like one and a half years ago, so they, they really waited. Yeah, they waited. They waited. That's true. Which, which is cool to see. They waited until they are sure he's ready, which is cool to see and really protective of him as well, because after such an injury, you need to be sure, okay, he needs to be 100% ready. Um, him and Kaito Ishida have history together. They both were in over generation together. So they they are a very connected uh, like duo. So this singles match will probably mean a lot I for those two. And I think it could be really good. But I'm worried about uh, his health. <laughs> yeah, always after such an injury. Yeah. So and uh, but the, the looking at the rest of Corey uh, of Glade the next G-Rex title match looks interesting. <laughs> what is it? I, I've it's actually... um, Tiok uh, on November 12th, Tiok defending against Masato Camino. Oh, yeah, okay. Wait, it's getting this from uh, from Glade Twitter, yeah, 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 yeah. But but that that's a cool match, it's something interesting, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Isn't he part of part of Jan's family? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. is, but uh, he, I didn't think he would be that high. But hey, that's cool to see that. That's a cool match. I, I'm taking that. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think that could be fun. Um, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, uh, Glade will get some momentum again. But I, right now, I'm very cold on them. Yeah, same. And then it's not gonna change anytime soon. Like this was the, the the first time in like the whole month where I've actually thought about Glade's uh, future by look going into on their Twitter and talking about it. Like other than that, I only sh uh, shit on the Corrigan and <laughs> on dramatic dream dragons. But yeah, yeah. Um. So moving on, I think we go to the more of a sad um, part, but a good part. Um. To, to church promotions, it's always cool to talk about. We will start off with Wave. Are we are we done with Mail? Is there anything? Have I forgotten anything? Fujita uh, versus Hiroma. <gasps> I forgot Fujita versus Hiroma. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, 
I'm sorry. I, I was so disappointed by this match that I yeah. Like, it, yes, it, I agree. <laughs> so I just thought we had to mention it. Um, yeah, of course they have to mention it. We had Hiromu Takahashi coming to Michinoku Pro and Yahaba Iwata Japan. One thousand one thousand two hundred and fifty fans. He faced off against the junior ace of uh, Michinoku Pro, Fujita Hayato, in a twenty-nine minute match. And it felt like 29 minutes. Um, I get it that they want to pre- that the, the goal of this match was to present uh, to present Fujita and Hiromu's equals. Yeah. Uh, it lost. And way. they were able to do that, but because of that, the match suffered a bit under it because I, yeah, it, it was too much of a. Old, of a new Japan junior heavyweight, uh, junior main event style than it was something that you would expect from those two. I would have cut down the time limit to like 20 minutes and would have had the same match in 19 minutes. The, I think the, the thing is, I thought for the first 20 minutes this was really good, but then the last nine minutes dragged on so much. Yeah. And it it really felt like they had completely lost what they were building in the fir- first like 50 minutes. It was weird. <laughs> like, uh, and it, it was definitely disappointing. Hiromu, he feels sort of like he's just doing his bits uh, and like, uh, it, it almost feels like he, he under delivers a lot in these outside, uh, outside matches. Yeah, more than I expect from him. Does he care? Like, the yeah, I don't know. That the the one match I feel like we haven't seen it yet because it's on the Ultimate Party. But the one match I feel like he's very into is the one he's going to have with Kazuki (laughs) Hirata. But anyone, any like the build to any anyone else of his matches are very like. He seems like oh yeah, I'm just coming in to to do the stuff. I felt the mystical going totally off brand there, but the mystical match he had in Mexico in August also under delivered a lot. I uh, thought his best match outside of New Japan was funny enough to rise the other one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Hiromu these days. I don't, I don't know. It, I don't know if it's on Hiromu, just, you know, he's going slow because it's not New Japan, he's the junior champion. I can understand that. Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm happy that he at least got to wrestle Hiromu, uh, Fujita, and they... Yeah. Him and Ayato got a pretty good number, so they should be happy about that. And I yeah, think but... they were uh, on the cover of Shoe Pro. Yeah, they were, I think. Yeah, yeah 100%. So now we can talk yeah. about. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, some, sometimes I had the match on, on the bottom and I didn't see it. So we will talk about Wave now. Um, one of my favorite promotions uh, currently. They wouldn't do yeah. such nothing sometimes, but yeah. On on October first, the first day of the month, we had a, a Shinju Cafe show with. Two cool matches. We had Kohaku against uh, Storm's Sayaida, which was which was a really good match. Like, yeah, 
speaking of Romo, who's like totally underdelivering outside of outside <laughs> of his home promotion, Said is like the total opposite. He's like yeah. going 120% in whatever match he's booked in, regardless of the promotion. And it wasn't different here. Uh, fantastic match between her and Kohaku. Kohaku is one of the most promising talents that you can have outside of like stardom or TGPW. Yeah. Yeah. And she's someone everyone should look out to. She and Ida had like great, great, really great chemistry. Um, it ended up in a 50-minute time draw. Expected, um, considering Sam doesn't like the attendance to lose outside of Sodom. But... Yeah. Even even someone that always loses, Saida, can't lose outside of Sodom. <laughs> yeah. Total New Japan booking, baby. <laughs> I don't know if there's like anyone who can lose as, as, <laughs> outside of Sodom. Likely, likely the only one was like Waka when she wasn't in... When she still had her losing streak, but she likely never took the pin. If do you think do, do you think Kevin would lose in wave? Um, Amazaki is like undefeated in Diana. Oh, of course. Yeah, Diana. Right. I forgot about that. Well, she had one match, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I really liked Smash. I Kohaku so behind her. I I, I have I have loved her ever since I first uh, saw her matches uh, last year, and she's definitely one of my favorites on the Joshi list. Uh, yeah. And definitely, I now that someone else is gone from Wave, she's probably my favorite in Wave. <laughs> yeah, and we will come to that. Um, yeah, we had then, of course, the main event of this show was the major match between the uh, between between the Regina the Wave champion Hikaru now also the old, the old lead wrestling women's world champion, facing off against the winner of the Catch the Wave 2023 and home-born wrestler of Wave, um, Benny, who's started to come back in November, I think, last year, and is now here crowning herself the new Regina the Wave champion after beating Hikaru Shida clean in the middle of the ring. The first time Shida has been pinned in Japan, since she started to do stuff here again, which is a huge thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I thought this match was great. Yeah, the match was great. Um, I think I think people are not talking about it enough because somehow yeah. the link didn't get leaked out as much as usually. Um, but it was like like one of the best. Like I I don't know if it was the best match for Shida. In this title run, because I really liked the the Yuki Miyazaki one, but it was likely, likely just from a wrestling standpoint, the best one. You had um, Hikaru Shida just beating the living hell out of Benny throughout the whole match, while Benny countered and then fought her back into this match again with her high flying move set, with her moon salts, with her agility, which worked out really well. They had great chemistry here. Yeah. And um, Vanini and one big, which is a big win for her. Clean, of course, as well. She yeah. seems to be now the new figurehead of Wave until the foreseeable future. And she ended the 430-day reign of Hikaroshida, who had five defenses, two of them in AW, the against um, the Bunny on Rampage and Emi Sakura on AW Dark Elevation. And of course, yeah, she had also three in Wave. <laughs> So that was that is yeah. a cool run for her. Of course, yeah. it's like the problem was with her that she was pretty much never there. 
it didn't matter in the title match because the title never yeah. gets defended much, but it's like you notice it on the show that just the belt itself is not damn you where like Yeah. Uh, should be noted, nine days was all it. Uh, Hikaru Shida was uh, beltless for nine days, and then she won the AW title yeah. back, <laughs> which is awesome. Thank, thank God. One of the one of the only good things Tony Khan did in October. <laughs> I don't want to shit on that. Uh, yeah, uh, good match. Hikaru, uh, Hikaru Shida. Uh, I think her running wave was pretty good. I don't think this match. I would have this match over the Susu Suzuki match where she won the. Oh ball. yeah, of course I forgot about that because that, was, yeah. that is clearly her uh, the the best one she had during this run for me at least. Yeah, I think I think on cage matches Miyazaki won by a mile. Yeah, I think the Miyazaki one is also very high for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was fantastic. I'm, I'm shocked. At now, people. now we just need the tag titles off like. <laughs> Hidaka and uh, okay, and then we I can, <laughs> yeah. Have they um, defended it since they won it? Uh, yeah, they defended it against uh, Kawahata and Kakuru in okay. August, yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking about the newsworthy stuff, we can quickly talk about um, we can quickly talk about the tournaments that are going on in Wave that are happening next month. Because they fit in perfectly here. We have first of all the next tournament. The next tournament is always um, a tournament where the winner is challenging the Regina DeWaite Championship in um, the like in Coach Kawasaki this time, which is a pretty big venue for um, for Wave on Christmas Eve, I think twenty fourth. Is that Christmas okay. Eve? I think that's Christmas Eve. Um, so the tournament. Participants are Yuki Miyazaki, Sakura Hirota, Kohaku, Honoka, Cherry, Itsuki Aoki, Ayame Susumura, Yuka Sakurai, uh, Siha from Ihima Pro, and Sones from um, um, All Japan, Evil Ghouls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty solid lineup um, from the ones we have eliminated that happened on the show two days ago when we were recording. We still have a couple of left. Um, from the looks of it, oh, they might God, just they might just steal the seedling storyline that they're running Ayama versus Benny. Yes, I I was I, I was just about to say that. Like I think this is gonna be Eagles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ayama versus Benny. I think that is a great match to have. It, it's uh, it's weird because the venue is really big for them, but I could I, I always could see Yuki Miyazaki winning it. Like I could always see Yuki Miyazaki winning it, but from the yeah. ones that are still in contention, it's Sakura Hirota. I don't see it. I don't see Cherry winning it, but I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Yuku Sakura is not winning anything, uh, and Sones is not winning it as well. So it's between Ayame and Yuki Miyazaki for me. Yeah, I would not I be shocked if Cherry and Sakura Hirota is winning it, but I would lean towards Ayame, and it would be a fantastic. Even yeah, though uh, they have been teasing Miyazaki versus Venny in some kind of matches for a while now, um, last year they had the, the Rumble where the winner is challenging Venny in the Kurrigan Hall, Venny uh, Ishida, uh, where Venny and, 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 and Miyazaki were the final two. They had multiple death matches, hardcore matches against each other. They catch the way semi final against each other where Miyazaki lost to uh, Venny. 
So they have some kind of pass, so I could see that running as well. But it's one of those two for me. Yeah. Then we also have the Dual Shock Wave tournament, which is um, a tag tournament where the winner is facing the champions, Hidaka and Aoki, on okay. December 1st. And, well, just to go through it real quick, we have... The, 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 the teams are pretty much interesting decided. Uh, we have Hagane Shino and Kaori Yonigama. Shino Yona. Uh, and that's an established team in Gotamu. Yeah. We have Saki and Risa Sara, um, who advanced to the next round by beating um, by beating Haruka Umezaki and Nanami, the Diana team. We also have Miyuki Takase and Kakura Sekiguchi who already lost the first round match to Yonayama and, and Shinao. And then the final team is um, the pretty, pretty Valkyries is the tag team name. Chichi and Kitsuna Tanaka. <laughs> World class team. They should I win. wish they would win. <laughs> um, I wish they would win. Realistically, that it's likely awesome. <laughs> it's, it's likely Yonayama and Shinao just so they can do the intergender versus intergender match. I yeah yeah I think uh, which would Hidaka, be a solid defense. Hidaka might be willing to lose to uh, Shino also and Yonayama, so that yeah, might I, be I a could, way I could to just get see them. You know, could just see them um, retain retaining. Yeah, 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 for sure. But at the same time, the unlikely team of Saki Rusisara are just so obvious. <laughs> we don't yeah. want to eat pins. And you could see them just winning the belts. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's between one of them. Which which is cool defense, likely likely title shoots, which as well, at least hope so, because we need the titles back wave considering yeah. everything going on. And I think the news everyone a lot of people have been talking about For, was before yeah. you get sad, I wanna ask is there anything else from Wave this month that uh, should be watched? Because I only watched the uh, show from the first. Yeah, there, there was no links. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no one, no one really liked. Think so. I, I don't think I found anything. I, um, I liked one from the first this week, uh, this month. I think that I want to watch that when it comes. Yeah, out. I want to watch it too. I hope you get it. It's always a struggle with wave. Uh, yeah. But of course, just to mention it, there's another tournament coming, going on, but it's not a anything like like a serious tournament it's just a popularity vote where people can vote about for their favorite wrestlers that they could wave this year and the winner is challenging challenging for the Regina the wave championship next year likely on oh. January 1st um I don't know who's gonna going to be it but it's likely you know not gonna be the one with the most votes I could uh -huh. make, I could I could see it like Kitsuna Tanaka stealing. Yeah, this. I could see her winning the. the I uh, could see it stealing this and she's getting a shot. Yeah, or that would be, one of that'd them. be cool. Yeah. And of course, uh, we need to talk about that as well. There's a lot yep. of wave talk today. Um, on November first, uh, a day before, we had a an update. Um, Nozaki said she's gonna be in a wait uh, November first show. And it will deliver an update on her injury. And the announcement was pretty different than I thought. Um, I talked to, to Alex about it and was like, okay, she's either retiring 
or she's uh, or she's coming back soon. But it's neither. Um, she announced that she's not fit yet to compete, and she wants to focus on her on her and on her injuries and wants to come back soon. But to do that, uh, she's leaving Wave, which is a huge blow to the promotion. Um, yeah, she's she has been the ace of the company for the past around four years. Has been champion two times, like Regina the Wave champion two times. Held the belt for like close to 500, 600 days in two reigns, and is now pretty much leaving. The, she was the one they put all the faith in, all the booking power in. She was the one they wave protected, and now she's gone. And Wave has now a huge hole and role to fill. Yeah. And the problem now is they have no one to fill this role. Yet. Yeah. Nosagi leaving is a huge blow. <laughs> I, I remember when I saw the news, I was like, oh, fuck. That is... Um, I'm, yeah, it's a huge blow for for them. I really hope Nozaki is helping him because I really miss her. Uh, but yeah, I don't she, know where she's going now. She's likely doing. I mean, I already know her comeback matches against Iroha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it, it it's not announced, but if if they're doing like like if she's doing a traditional comeback match and it's against Iroha, so I'm pretty sure about that. Otherwise, you cannot really say it. it it's tough for them. Um, for her, at least, because we have seen it with other top stars in Choshi Indies, how it's going if you are going freelance. You're either ending up as Miyuki Takase or <laughs> you're ending up like um, like someone like uh, Mayuki, who's pretty much doing nothing. I, I, yeah. I mean... Uh... Her, if if we get more of her and Miyuki Takase doing stuff, I would be very happy because I actually I I think Takase and Nagisa are, is like uh, Takase's best uh, opponent. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I there is no one who can afford to uh, hire a new top star like the Gisa on the Joshi Indies. So the other options would be TJPW or Stardom. She's she's likely she's likely doing freelance and just yeah. getting a one-off match against Starlight Kid. Yeah, yeah. Maybe her return matches against Starlight Kid as well. I could see that, but I, I think, I would be I think she will everything. be. She, she will just just work everything, and I think she she will protect herself more than than Miyuki did. <laughs> Uh, since she like like legend was like champion, not only Diana and uh, not only Wave, but also Diana. So it's gonna be, she's she's gonna be everywhere. I think wherever she gets bookings when she comes yeah. back, of course. So that would be cool to see for Wave. Twenty twenty four is gonna be a rebuild year for them. Uh, they have a young core roster with Kizuna Tanaka, eighteen years old, debuted seven months ago. Honaka, 18 years old, debuted seven months ago, and of course Kahaku, 22 years old. None of them is ready to take the next step yet. Yeah. But I could see 2025 being the year where Kahaku gets to the main event. Yeah. 
It just I'm... will, yeah, as you said, 2025. Long time. <laughs> yeah, but for that, like I said, this, for, for, yeah. Like, for, like I said, for that, they have Venny. Yeah. They need to go with Venny now. Yeah, for sure. Give her the belt. Um, try to bring in new rookies. I know they have one more rookie in the type, pi- uh, pipeline that they showed, but they, they haven't debuted yet. I don't know if they're still even in the company, but they have showed one. Um, so we will see. I hope they they are well. Maybe are giving it to Yuki Miyazaki, but at least they are not like in a financial situation because they are pretty much owned by a company. So it's like from that point, it's fine. It's just yeah, they need to find something now to replace it, and they need to be behind that wrestler as much of the way behind um, Nozaki. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, moving on, we quickly, I quickly want to talk about, even though I did not enjoy the show as much, as much uh, Oz Academy Jesus. had a yeah. Yokohama Budokan show on October 22nd. 1,528 people in the venue. A lot of people. I I, I want, just want to say that I refused to watch this. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not watching Oz Academy. It's one of the Joshi, it's one of the Joshi companies that I stay away from. Yeah, it's not. I not my will thing. just just quickly talk about the two matches that are worth watching, and uh, not worth watching, but worth talking about. Yeah, we had a six-man elimination tag team match, Judgment Chain Death Match, Ozaki Gun, Kakuru Sekiguchi, Mayumi Ozaki, and Soria Nu defeating Chikuse Nagayo, Mimomono, Tomoko Watanabe, twenty and thirty-one minutes thirty-four seconds. Oh my god. That was okay. a really long match. It was pretty fun. Um, you had the first half of the match pretty much where just, just all six, pretty okay, no, I'm sorry, all five and Nagayo going at it all the time. Nagayo was like pretty much sitting outside of the ring all the time. Um, it was really fun. Um, Kakuru is such a, just, just a freak. She was out there bleeding, having a crimson mask on. It started off with a 3-1 uh, advantage for, uh, for the Marvelous team of the Tomoko Pint Kakuru and Mio Pensari and Nu. But Osaki turned it around, beat Tomoko, beat Mio Momono, and threw it to the stipulation. The last part between Mayumi Osaki and Chikusu Nagayu was a, um, both being tied up to a chain death match. And that was the moment the match lost me. Uh, Chikusa cannot wrestle in 2023 anymore. She is cooked yeah cannot really walk and it was tough to watch in the end you had um the police coming back to huge pop the crowd went absolutely crazy to that one and pretty much turned it around uh for chikusa who uh, against chikusa and for nozaki who in the end won the match with nozaki just pinning a guy clean in the middle of the ring if you watch the first 20 minutes and after Ozaki pinned Mio, you just say, okay, I call okay. it a win. I think it's for the pin. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm looking at the times here on Cage Match and 31 minutes with uh, Ozaki and Nagayo doing stuff. That, no, no, wait, uh, because uh, Momono got eliminated at 20 mark. So then, yeah, it's, then I'll it's, just, just, just stop. 11 watching. minutes more with Ozaki and Nagayo. Yeah, that sounds but, like hell. <laughs> it felt like yeah. 
yeah, uh, I I I think I saw some pictures of Kaku uh, from this match, and of course she was blooded. Uh, I I think from what I know uh, of uh, ever since Kaku joined Osaka Gun, she apparently has been running with the gimmick and been like a highlight of it. So. Yeah, she's she's too cool from what I've seen. And it's been better than whatever the fuck she's doing in Seedling. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, what? How was the 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 tag title match, the three way? Um, I will just just quickly talk about something, and then I will jump to that. So, what I quickly wanted to mention because I, I need to, to to rant here really quick before we are going into <laughs> the fun two. Um, people on Twitter were telling me after Mio Momono lost to Ozaki that it's gonna be all fine. That was four months ago. <laughs> In the four months, Neo has lost pretty much everything. I mean, big match. She lost here pretty much clean as well. Um, the, 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 in a match featured, uh, like, circled, or like, built around Chigusa Nagayo in the year 2023. For, for hey, those who, hey, like, per, for per those who don't know Nagayo. The biggest Yokohama Budokan show of all time, okay? This yeah, month. but it was because she was singing, not because she was wrestling. Yeah. Like for those people who don't know it, um, a good example would be imagine WWE would bring back okay, I need to find an atheist star Hulk Hogan, and he's wrestling, he's wrestling against Gunther and WrestleMania and is winning the world title. <laughs> it's pretty much that bad. Like, like, like or she, she it, comes in. And I get it. She's a huge draw and a draw for this event. But it's like, wrestling-wise, it's like she just came in, stole the spotlight of Mio, and pretty much just, you know, did shit. It, it's, it's, it's it would be like if it was Sting that was the main main part of the Darby Allen matches. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And and with Sting, it's at least he can wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's... it's, it's... Uh... Yeah. They are just geeking Neo for like the past few months. And it's so obvious that they have I wouldn't say they have no interest in pushing Neo, but it's so obvious that they just see others above Neo and we should just stop pretending that, that that is not the case. Yep. And it's sad to see, but it's just a true reality, and it's not here different. So poor, and then, poor Mio. <laughs> it will never be different. And Coming to the to the semi main, uh, the match went eighty minutes. It was a really fun match, but I was like so tired after the the thirty minute match that I didn't really fully pay attention. Yuhan and Hashimoto won again, of course they won, and they will challenge Miyumi Ozaki, uh, Yago Yokota. I think at the end year show. Okay. I don't know if anyone wants to see that match because it's Yago Yokota in twenty twenty three. She's sixty two years old. The only good thing she has done in all of 2023 was the one uh, match with Kisuna Tanaka. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then <laughs> in the main event, we had Akino defeating Takumi Roha in 23 minutes for the Oz Academy openweight title. So the story here pretty much was Iroha said, okay, Oz, you have our belt, so I want yours. And everyone was like, okay. The storyline is obvious. Iroha wins the belt here. They're doing a double title match with Ozaki and Iroha wins it. Right? 
Yep, and yep. especially especially after Ozaki Goon won the match earlier, I thought like, okay, they're gonna end it with Iroha winning, and it's all good. So Ozaki get uh, Ozaki Oza, uh, Oz Academy gets one win, and Iroha uh, marvelously won. Okay. Well, no, she just lost. Of course not. <laughs> Marvelous course pretty not. much got geeked in this entire feud. They not only took the belt, they also defeated the entire Marvelous squad that is invading. And also <laughs> to retain their own belts. It's incredible. It's, it's... The, the served punishment of Marvelous. <laughs> now, the, the thing is, the thing is, you cannot even blame Oz for that. Chigusa is allowing it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and um, I don't know. I, I, speaking I, of Marvelous, have you seen any Marvelous this month? <laughs> I have seen the Mio Momono um, Halloween show. That was cool. That was a fun okay. show. The main event yeah. with with Magenta against Kiru and 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 Mio Momono was cool. Yeah, that was the one ones. match I I have been recommended, but I haven't seen yeah. it yet. So that was it for the All Star Academy show. I I really want don't want to talk about more about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Before we come before we come to the to the to the match of the month part, we have I think one more match. It's half. It's the ice rim. So uh, from ice rim, it was on Jesus Christ, wait. October twenty second in Osaka. The one seven one seven six box. I don't know how to. Hell yeah, it. with the Taiji Shimori banner. <laughs> yes, it was for the international room tag team titles. It was four one, which is Misa Kagura and Sumiko Yanagawa defending her their tag belts. Against Ibuki Hashi and Kaho Matsushita. So the story coming into this is um, it was scheduled to be Kaho and um, Hikari Shimizu uh, challenging for the belts, but Shimizu got injured. She has the same injury as Natsupoi or um, Utami. And she's still out for the time being. And with that, Ibuki Hashi jumped in, of course, as you know, rival and friend of Kaho. And they wrestle here off against the champions who are facing each other next month in a JTO women's weight, whatever the title is called, title match. Yeah. So, this match, I expected, like, I saw the result and was like, okay, how are they filling 30 minutes? And they did really well with it. Um, because a good part of it was just outside fun brawling, but not like you know they just did fun spots here and there, got the crowd involved, which worked really well. And then back into the ring, I think the the one that stood out to me, um, everyone knows how good Ibukiyashi is. I don't need to mention that. But the one pretty much the match was centered around was uh, Kao Matsushita, and she was so good in this match. Match. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had the time to watch this yet. I definitely want to watch it, though. Uh, I was going to watch it earlier today before recording, but uh, work up in the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah I, I will definitely watch it, though, this weekend. Uh, it's 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 really good. I'm, I'm shocked how good it was. It was really good. It's not going to be for anyone because they, like, now they had yeah. pretty much rookies, I mean, rookies facing I... off against each other in a 30-minute match. So, of course, the layout isn't perfect or anything like that, but they did well. They entertained me throughout the whole 30 minutes. Kaho was, for me, the standout. But I think Sumika is getting so much better this year. Um, 
she's someone I think she she's I think she's the one winning the match between her and Kigura. And yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a great match and I hope I, I really look out look forward to that one. Yeah. Um I I mean I always love Ibuki and I really like how uh, the one matches the a couple of matches I've seen of her. Uh, also, shout out Ice Ribbon for putting the international ribbon tag titles on uh, Yuri and Anshan. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. an awesome yeah. team. <laughs> just just to quickly talk about it, match and then a 30 minute timer draw. Um, due to the rules with a 30 minute timer draw, the belts are getting vacated, which is yeah. an interesting rule because it makes 30 minute timer draws special. Um, it was one like the first time this has happened in like six years or so. I think the last one was uh, Kurumi and Tsukushi against Hamukuhashi uh, Mochi Miyagi like in 2017 or so. But it was like 20 minutes and not 30 minutes. They they moved the time up. Okay. Um, so it's, it's something special here. It happened. Of course, they mainly did that because they want to continue the Misa Kikura um, Misa Kagura and Suka stuff. They are booked for the Prism World show in JTO to have their preview match there, so they couldn't defend it there, so I get it. And then it was decided that Ibuki Hashi is doing double duty on November 3rd, which is today. Teaming together with Kao Matsushita against um, Queen's Valkyrie, which is Yuri and Ancham. We will go into detail about this match next month. It get, gets aired on Samurai TV on September te- uh, November 10th. Yes. Oh, damn, Samurai. Damn. Okay. I think so, yes. Uh, the main event of the show, just to quickly talk about it, is um, Ibuki Hashi against Mifu Ashida. Mifu Ashida is a cheerleader that debuted on August 26, 2023. So, two months ago. And she's already okay. in an Ice X Cross Infinity Time match, which is. Ah, makes sense. <laughs> super rookie. She's awesome. She's like literally the most skippable wrestler in in, in in ice room right now and with that being said um i think we're through with the review part we'll quickly talk about our favorite matches of the month and of course the wrestler of the month which, which should be obvious but yeah yeah i would say we start off with with the wrestler of the month um just do you have one outside of the two obvious ones I am astronauts. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I get. I actually gave astronauts my wrestler of the month. Like overall, like I could, I couldn't decide between the two, so I just gave it to them both. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's it's. For yeah. me, it's between them, or Kanto or Yuma. It's like I think Yuma is the one that's closest after Austin. Yeah. Yuma, Yuma etches out Kento for me just for the reason because he won uh, the yeah. match. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's between like like those four. They had like all four fantastic ma- m- matches against each other, of course, with, with the Abe and Nomura match, which I think we can say this is a match of the month. Yeah. And yeah, of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> Kento, versus, Kento versus Yuma Wagi match was also up there of the match of the month. Um we already talked about those two matches. So if you're jumping into the match of the match of the 
like like match of the month outside of them, which one would you point out? Uh, outside of uh, Kento versus Yuma and of course the match of the year, Takuya versus Kumilarebe, I would shout out uh, Ashaya versus Miko Ano in uh, Actresses Cork and Hall. Uh, Miko Ano is having the best uh, world title reign in Joshi right now for me. And this was another great match in that title reign. Uh, and you can hear my, me review that on the first episode of Actress Stage next week. <laughs> I also yes. want to shout out uh, Tori Segura versus Daisuke Masoka from the Freedom's 14th anniversary show. Uh, I think this is my death match of the year. Amazing match. Um, Freedom, uh, of course, Daisuke Masoka and Tori Segura are two really good deathmatch wrestlers, and this was worked very well. And was a great anniversary, like main event. Uh, also, I want to shout out. Um, <laughs> I rarely shout out uh, GCW matches, but I think I can shout out this since it was in Korkin. Uh Rina Yamashita versus Marshall Slamovic in the, on the GCW Korkin is a great, also a great death match. Yeah, hundred percent. Again, on outside of the ones, of course. Um... I, I want to shout out the tag team title match because I don't think anyone has really seen it um, from Iceland, yeah. of course. That's one to 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 really mention. And I think otherwise, it's 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 the every match we mentioned is like up there. That way. So and of course we have the next month coming up. We have the All Japan Tag League and the All Japan Junior League, which we have talked about. We have talked about Wave Hurricane uh, Wave Two tournaments that are coming up. And there's a Currican Hall show from just about that has an interesting matches. Of course, we mentioned it real quick with um, Misa Kagura versus Sumika Yanagawa in the in the women's tournament with the winner getting the new belt. Um, considering Misa Kagura is the POP champion in POJ, it's likely Yanagawa who's getting the belt here. And we have God, Ray. I, Ray, oh god, I'm 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 lost. I'm lost for words. <laughs> we have so we have um, Ren Ayabe. I think it's against Ryuya Takekura, who is also the King of JTO champion. Yeah, they're a uh, King of JTO champion. Yeah, they're facing off for the other belt, which is likely um, Ren winning, who's getting his win back after Takekura dethroned him in the Kurokin Hall. Just Okay. So there's that. Um, otherwise, I think we have talked about everything. We Sendai Corrigan. Sendai Corrigan. True. Okay. Yeah. What we have on the Sendai Corrigan? That's the. Yeah, I actually have the card open. I can run through it. Um, opener: Yurika Oka versus Mio Momono. Uh, then a tag match: uh, Yuna and Rio uh, Marimori, the the like two two rookies. Versus yep. uh, Shishi and Sones of Evil Girls. Uh, so then, either Sones is getting her like no, either Shishi is getting her first win outside of the Battle Royal, or the Rooks is getting like, like yeah, one of the Rooks is getting. Uh, Miyuki Tagase versus I, I, I have actually haven't seen any Miyuki Tagase matches since she came back from injury, but I guess this is one of her first ones. Uh, she was of course took a break during October. Uh, but she will be facing against the maiden name Sakura Hirota. <laughs> Can you say Sakura Hirota? Uh, then Manami and Miss, uh, Ryo Misunami versus Lina Cross in the Hiroya Matsumoto. 
which is that's a cool match. Uh, team 200 KG Hashimoto and Yu versus uh, Riku Kawawata and Takumi Roa, so versus Marvelous. I love that. Uh, Dash, uh, Dashikazo versus uh, versus Aja Kong for in a hardcore match, and the main event non title <laughs> Mika Iwata versus Sari. Yeah, I, I am really looking forward to this, Corican. Uh, it's going to be live. Uh, so you can buy the pay per view on Cycle. I have already bought it. Uh, I am, as always with Sendai Girls, I am so happy every time they are live. Yeah, every time it's live, it's cool because it's the only time we have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, the YouTube uploads are like in March still. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not expecting it to. You know. Yeah. We. If we. It won't be out uh, until. Never. Until the end of the year. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if, if you know it's gonna be a cool match. Um, I would guess they were doing a time limit draw there in the main event. Yes, maybe. It is a confusing main event. Like, why is it not the title and not for the title? Yeah, <laughs> because, because they would need a winner, and Mika's yeah. losing that match. Like, yeah. Mika should not lose this match, but I think a draw in the main event of the Kurikan would be. Yeah. Either way, I can't wait for the match. I think the match itself is going to be really good in ring. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be one of the best matches Senegals has put on this year. And having a Sari singles match, especially after, you know, he had pretty much nothing for the past few weeks now. Past few months, especially in singles resistance. Since she won the belt, it's cool to see her getting into singles action again. Yeah. And with that, I think we are done. Yeah, I, I think so as well. That's perfect. Yeah. Of course, I give you the opportunity to pluck everything again. Yes, of course. Um, Dramatic Dream Dragons for Dragon Gate and DDT. And next week, Actress Stage for actress coverage here on both podcasts on the five star network actress stage is going to be a youtube exclusive and you can find me at twitter at uh, sonder bjorn all in one word and i am the only sonder that talks about pro wrestling so it, it is it is easy to find and that's me yeah yeah 100 you should check his stuff out also check his twitter out um, it's Worth always checking out because he posts posts he will post updates there. Uh, check my Twitter out if you haven't already. It's at tabs on the slash wrestling. I I got my old account back, so it's it's yeah. Account. I saw that. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, at least something. I I already overtook it with my other account, but hopefully. But that being said, um. Check out my Twitter. There's going to be a lot more content in a couple of weeks. I at least plan so. We will see if I, if I actually pull it off. <laughs> but until then, next month it's going to be stacked. The next, paper is, uh, the next show is going to be at the beginning of December. And then it's going to be two at the beginning of January with the end year awards and, of course, the December review. I well, will be politicking to get on the year-end uh, award show. <laughs> Yeah, so I might be you, back for that. 
yeah, latest. I I hope I will like like the one I have been aiming to get on will be on next month because this month was a bit of a struggle. But until then, thank you for listening. Listen to the other podcasts of the Five Star Network and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>